When you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member, life's an adventure with your long-distance amorcito. Because who doesn't love walking around the Big Apple con tu media naranja? Or finding the most romantic sunset overlooking the Pacific Ocean? And sneaking in besitos inolvidables in Venice? The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Hi, everyone. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And welcome to Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Um, so this week, we wanted to talk about sort of identity, but with the guise of politics. Because politics, my friends, is so, like, in bed with identity um, it's, it's gross. It's gross. I mean, it's gross. It's not mm. gross. We shouldn't, we shouldn't say that about, you know, any, any person's sexual <laughs> desires, but politics and identity are, <laughs> are in bed together, straight up. They're in bed yeah. together. Um, so the first thing that Jenny and I sort of always talk about is the term Latino, the term Latin, the term Hispanic, the term Latinx, this sort of one word identifier to mm -hmm. describe all of the Latinos that live in the U.S. and which one is right and which one is wrong. Yeah. Which is inherently like just the most complex conversation you could have because this one word, you know, it incorporates all the different ethnicities, it incorporates all the different races, religions, countries. I mean, you know, when I moved to the States, I didn't consider myself Latina. I consider myself, myself a Venezuelan. Um, you consider yourself a Cuban-American. Then it was, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know what your relationship to the word Latino or Latin or Hispanic is, but this there's this predominant push to have one word to put us all yes. in one bucket. And to make everyone happy, which has been quite impossible. It's almost impossible, but... You yeah. know, one of the parts of U.S. culture that sort of needed this word to exist in order to simplify is politics. You know, yeah. politicians needed to put a name on this ever-growing population that they needed in order to win the presidency. Um, mm -hmm. And that term is, you know, for a, a lot of campaigns, it's Latinos. You know, you have Latinos for Trump, Latinos for Biden, and You know, one of the things in the past election that sort of really opened my eyes is Florida. So yeah. Florida is, you know, my American friends, when, if you know, they, it was found out that most Latinos in Florida voted for Trump, my American friends were like, yo, I don't get it. Like, that's crazy. Like, Trump hates Latinos. And like, what? And, you know, I think... Florida is an example of not only 
the diversity that exists within the Latino community and how different we all are and how different um, our, our traumas are, but also how completely misguided so many people uh, are when trying to cater to the Latino vote. And how and most of it comes down to them overgeneralizing us again and ignoring mm. the idiosyncrasies within us in order to be able to speak correctly to a group of people. Because Florida is the world of Cuban-Americans and now recently Venezuelan-Americans. Cubans yep. and Venezuelans have completely and utterly different traumas, different histories, different political issues that they've gone through. It's like black and white to talk to a, you know, Puerto Rican in, in New York who's been here since, the, you know, their whole life to someone in, in Florida who recently became a citizen and, and escaped Venezuela. Those are two completely different just realities to cater to. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I would love to hear your thoughts because you are from Florida you yeah. are Cuban-American. You are that subset of the Latino identity that, in my opinion, Democrats still do not understand, for example. And Republicans yeah. have been very intelligent in, in how they've catered to Cuban-Americans and to Venezuelan-Americans and even to Nicaraguan-Americans. It is highly complex and it is rather shocking that it's taken this long for people in politics to wake up to this fact mm -hmm. that we are not a monolith. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I, maybe I'm being hopeful here, too hopeful, but I, you know, I watched a lot of news surrounding the election. I mean, I've been watching the news nonstop for the, for years and years. And I, but more than ever, I saw a lot of commentators mention, you know, Oh, why do you, why do you think Latinos are so divided? Like they were genuinely disturbed and confused. But then we have people like Ana Navarro <laughs> showing up and saying, y'all wake up. We are not the same. We are all so different and you need to start, you know, seeing that or, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, Democrats specifically are never going to know how to truly speak to these different communities because yes we all have a lot of shared experiences as latinos across the board but we are so different in many ways uh and that's what determines the vote in the end it's you know it's i was talking to a lot of people that were working for the biden campaign um during the election and there was one moment that shocked me to my core which was, we were just discussing, they were asking, like, you know, we, we really want to mobilize the vote. We want people to come out and vote. We want to we wanna inspire Latinos to go out and vote. So, you know, we thought of taking a Latina um, politician to go and inspire the vote. And they were like, yeah, so we're thinking about inviting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to come to Miami. And I was like, mm. wait, 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 wait. Are you <gasps> insane? Are you insane? And that for me was like, these people clearly have no idea who they're talking to. Like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for, like, I'd say literally all Venezuelan Americans I know, like, makes them fearful. It, it They're scared of her because they think yep. that she is an ultra left winger, which 
you know, it's something that people need to understand is is what Cuban-Americans, Venezuelan-Americans, and Nicaraguan-Americans, yes. what, is, what is their trauma? Venezuelan-Americans have been fed this, this narrative that, you know, the left and the right of the U.S. is similar to the left and the right of Venezuela. So Republicans since the 1980s, literally since Reagan, have been intelligently in Florida saying, hey, we are the party that is, you know, conservative and anti-communist. Since the 80s, they've been saying that. And by the way, I mean, the fact that we have to even clarify that Joe Biden is not a communist is like laughable. But to to a lot of Venezuelan Americans, I see it. I see it online. Yeah. They, they perceive Biden as a communist. Why? Because the, the Democratic Party has the same speech that they mm-hmm. give to los Latinos in the East Coast. No. And then they go to Florida and think that that will work. You're talking to a group of people, a lot of them, Cuban-Americans, had to escape Fidel Castro, a communist dictator. Venezuelans have escaped a a left-wing dictatorship. They have fears and traumas of the left, which which the, the Democratic Party is not speaking to. It's not clarifying. Meanwhile... The Republicans have been brilliant since the 1980s claiming that they're anti-communist, which is useless in America to, to be the anti-communist eh, este party because the other one is not the Communist Party. The Democratic Party is not is not the Communist mm-hmm. Party. But they're so intelligent in how they worded it and how they position this, themselves and how they frame themselves. And I think, you know, it, it is it is imperative for the Democratic Party to realize that what Venezuelans and Cubans and Nicaraguans have gone through completely mm-hmm. changes their perspective and their point of view and how they vote. Yeah, I mean, it only got worse with Trump. I mean, I know they've been doing this since the 80s, but Trump, I think, really put the fear in a lot of people, you know, because a lot of the words that came out of his mouth were more triggering and harsh and aggressive and Trump said, if you vote for the Democrats, you're going to lose everything. They're going to be worse than Venezuela. I mean, yeah. he's Venezuela like, is used as a pawn for the Republican. You're preying on their fears. It's the, yeah. it, it feels it, it feels fucked up, but it's you know. it's fucked up and incredibly intelligent because you know, they did it correctly. It's evil genius, I guess you could it say. Is, they know their audience. They know how to get Florida. Because yeah. they're speaking directly to the people. They're speaking directly to their experience. Like, that is something that it's very frustrating to me to see from the de- the lack of, of it in the Democratic Party to speak to the Venezuelan experience. Like, it, it, it is not reflected at all. And, um, you know, there's so much misinformation out there. And what you said is just so on the money, which is, fear. It's instilling fear by using the traumas, uh, the specificity of these traumas, by the Mm way, of the, of the subgroup within the Latino community, um, and using it brilliantly, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's, it's shocking to me to see how we have so much farther to go to, uh, express how different we are and yeah and like i you know it's 
it's people have this perception of Latinos being like really liberal, pro immigration, and it's like yeah. some of them are not like. Um, I mean, I don't know. You could speak to this more. I have some Cuban American family in in Miami. They are like ultra anti-immigrants they're like they don't want to help the they're like they got here illegally the mexicans we we came here legally we did everything legal and it's like well yes because your immigration is completely different it is something i struggle with so much because it is highly hypocritical and there's a severe lack of understanding and empathy um You know, I think across the board with a lot of Latino voters, it seems like once they assimilate, they, you know, become more conservative about immigration policy, which is, again, so hypocritical and it makes me incredibly sad. Um, And and look, I think when I use the word privilege in terms of my skin color or even, you know, Speaking on privilege when it comes to Cuban-American immigration policy up until Obama ended wet foot, dry foot policy, a lot of Cuban-Americans tend to get triggered by that word, privilege, because they think that we're trying to erase their trauma and their Mm -hmm. struggles and their Mm -hmm. loss and their pain and suffering um, as being refugees and escaping, you know, um, a country where they felt they were, you know, being treated cruelly and and then that's all valid. And that's that's not does not mean we're trying to erase all of that. But ultimately, Cuban Americans compared to the rest of Latino America, we have had it a lot easier over the decades when it's come to immigration policy. Again, wet foot, dry foot being one of them, which wasn't. Like, can you in- explain quickly? Is that like the moment a Cuban arrives to uh, the states, they they are on the path to citizenship? Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to sixty percent on brands you love: Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes. So I believe it was instated in 1995. And it basically grants Cubans who touch American soil the privilege of... Um, the, it's basically a fast track to citizenship which is not afforded to many immigrants. No, it's not afforded. I mean, it's a very specific... It's a very special treatment. What a very specific... What very specific context for a voter. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what very specific context for a group of people that, like, will be voting. So when it's like, oh, Latinos care about 
immigration and 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 they they you know they're pro DACA they're pro this it's like okay yes maybe the majority but do you realize that there's people that have a completely different context for how they did this for how they arrived and how they were how how they were able to become citizens like yeah it it's 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 again i think there's like an empathy issue here because i don't think you necessarily have to go through something in order to feel another's pain so that's a whole other issue but again like cubans have never had to worry about deportation or having undocumented status until now right because Mm -hmm. now you know the the wet foot dry foot policy ended at the end of Mm -hmm. obama's term Mm -hmm. so but I think that's still so new that I don't I haven't seen that discussed as as much. I still think that, you know, Cuban Americans that have assimilated over over the decades as a whole, they still feel very privileged and 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 they really stick their noses up at other Latinos who are trying to come to the United States to have a better life and and flee oppression, flee violence, flee. <laughs> you know, being in danger, like, you know, better life for their children. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. American dream. No, that's why that's why my Cuban American family loves the United States so much to them. It's like their savior, the the freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, they were treated. Yeah. And welcomed. And so it's weird that they don't see that and go, you know, oh, my gosh, I totally understand why people from Guatemala, people from El Salvador, um, Mexico are trying to come over and it's just they continually throw the whole that's illegal we did it the legal way and it's like well maybe if you took some time and actually spoke to some people on the other side and did some research you would see that they have it a lot harder when it comes to coming over here it's um interesting you say that I see and I know we've talked about this in the past but that there's a lot of similarities that we see between Cuban Americans and Venezuelan Americans and um you know how so many Venezuelan Americans are are Republican and and very right-wing and how a lot of it has to do with the trauma of 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 their past and of Mm -hmm. you know of the current situation in Venezuela and Mm um it's it's something that like it's during the 2016 but also during the 2020 election um i remember how uh you know trump would go to el doral specifically mm-hmm. a venezuelan neighborhood in my in cerca miami mm-hmm. and do round tables to discuss the venezuelan situation specifically the venezuelan situation yeah. And for me, I'm like, listen, I, I, it's frustrating to me that, you know, people see a left and right de Venezuela the same way here, like that they're, they're unable to see the context of the Democratic Party. But I also, I can empathize with them feeling heard. Yeah. And understood yeah. and spoken to. So, you know, there's an issue of communication and there's an issue of understanding. Mm-hmm. And like, meanwhile, you know, Kamala, God bless her. She just like stopped by a Venezuelan arepera and ate an arepa and left. <laughs> and by the way, the owner of that arepera came out and said like, she, she is not a communist. Therefore, she would never have allowed Kamala Harris to come eat at her restaurant if she had known what it was or whatever. So, you know, there's just this disconnect. There's mm-hmm. this disconnect mm-hmm. of 
in my opinion, you know, a party that should be representing the immigrant experience, um, which is the Democratic Party, which is the party that, you know, has tried to move uh, protected status of Venezuelans in, in Congress um, and, in you know, has more open and understanding laws of immigration and this, that, and the other. And truthfully, in my humble opinion, is better at representing the multicultural aspect of America. I agree. But Republicans have done an incredible job of understanding the fears of, of the left that these immigrants have, but simultaneously reiterating the um, conservative values that a lot of Latino family have. I mean, you've said it. It's like 98% Catholic. Like, of course, they're conservative. The abortion issue is, is huge for Latinos. Abortion is huge. It's probably the reason why many Latinos across the board, even um, not even specific to Cuban or Venezuelan. Uh, oh, yeah. Across the board is, is, is single issue voting, which is just mm -hmm. abortion. That in and of itself um, is enough for a very conservative Catholic or Christian Latino to vote for a Republican candidate. Mm hmm. Like, I remember. So the the woman that um, she she helps my when my sister comes with my all my nephews, which is like. <laughs> A ridiculous amount of very young boys um we have <laughs> it's on, honestly awful so when my sister comes to visit my parents um we always uh hire this wonderful uh nicaraguan nanny to help us with the children because honestly there's just too many um and you know she and she's like on i don't know she's like mary poppins i don't know how she does it like the children only listen to her anyways that's another story she's a, a nicaraguan undocumented immigrant and I've talked to her a lot and she explains to me how hard it is for her because she's undocumented. She's been here for 20 years and she would love to figure out a way to become an American citizen. And like she, you know, she has a lot of issues with, with the Republican Party and how they, and you know, she doesn't mm -hmm. vote obviously, but like, but then she's like, but I would never be able to vote Democrat because of <gasps> abortion. And I'm like, honey, you're an undocumented immigrant. What are you talking about? <laughs> like if there's a... If there's a person that would want to vote for the Democratic Party, it's it's you. And she's like, I know, but like I'm super Catholic. <laughs> and that for me was a moment of, of like even even I don't understand yeah. the Latino vote. Yeah, it's very you know? Even I don't understand it. I don't pretend to understand it. But but like what what a what a shock to me. Like that was shocking to me. But, you know, I think when it comes to religion and politics, I, I mean, a lot of that is also rooted in our churches and the leadership in the churches because I feel like they're failing us. Um, mm -hmm. For me personally, right? The reason why I am with the Democratic Party, even though my family is all Republican, is, is because I do feel like the Democratic Party is for the people and for human rights. And and I mm -hmm. and I think as someone who went to a Christian and Catholic school my whole life and really studied the Bible, and even took Bible courses in college, and that's not to say that I know everything because that's not at all mm -hmm. the case. But I have this understanding of who Jesus was. Whether you believe in him as a, a real person or as just an example or a prophet to live by, um, 
to me, a lot of the values of the Democratic Party fall in line with what Jesus wanted and the kind of person Jesus was and how forgiving and loving he was and, and how he took everyone under his wing. You know, religion, like religion, immigration context, like all of this has, all of this incorporates itself in, in how creating a monolith of such a complex group of yeah. people just does not work. No, absolutely not. I think that this monolith and, and the in, in ignoring its idiosyncrasies and the complexity and diversity is dangerous in politics. Yes. It's very dangerous in politics. And um, it's, I really hope, I really hope that, you know, I think it's happening more and more um, that people understand that there's so much at play within the Latino community and so many different um, priorities um, and the misinformation out there is targeted and it, when when you don't speak directly to your constituents and to these group of people when you don't speak directly to them they will seek that message with misinformation which is what's happening I don't I don't know if I mean I'm assuming it's happening with Cuban Americans because it's of happening course. like crazy with Venezuelan Americans which is like they don't they don't feel talked to, right? They don't feel talked to by no. the Democratic Party. They don't they don't feel talked to. They, you know, they think that the uh, the policies with Venezuela are weak. They feel like the policies with Cuba are weak. So therefore, you know, when people tell them this the Democratic Party is socialist, communist and, you know, they hate capitalism and whatever, they will believe it cuz they cuz they feel spoken to. Someone spoke to them and told mm -hmm. them Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, I've struggled a lot because um, many people are are so confused about how I could support the Democratic Party as a Venezuelan. And for me, it's equally confusing how how Venezuelans could could vote for someone who uses the same things that Chavez and Maduro did. Yep. With, like division, misinformation, totalitarianism, um, uh, being, a, just total, being against uh, uh, journalists, um, s silencing people <laughs> like, you know, I, I mean, yes, one is left, one is right, but they're the same thing. It's the same. It's the same sort of rhetoric. It's hateful. It's divisive. Mm -hmm. How could we Venezuela see the world in left and right again? Where le where and, and this is my theory. We were talking about religion. I have a theory that that politics has become this generation's religion. Wow. Like, you follow steadfast whatever your party believes. So, 
you're Republican or you're Venezuelan. You're, you come here and the Repu you, you and like you are against the left in your country. That means that you're the right. That means that you're here and you are right wing because left is evil and right is yes. good. Then on this side, the left, right? And this has happened to me too. You have your left. You have left wingers here who are like, wait, Fidel Castro is left, and Hugo Chavez is left. That means they're good. That means they're good, oh, and that means yeah. like that's they're 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 on our side. You we cannot see politics like religion. You have to be critical. You have to think critically, and it doesn't matter if they're left or right. You can have dictators on both sides, honey. Look at Mussolini. Yeah. Like you, you know you, it, and that is what is really freaking mm -hmm. me out right now is politics cannot, you know, where if someone that is against you is a heretic, someone that thinks differently than you is a heretic. You are right. You are morally correct. You are morally superior. We can't, we can't do that anymore. We can't see the world in black and white like this. <sighs> what, how is this polarization going to finish? It's frustrating because, I mean, at least a lot of the Cuban-American people I know who were, you know, still are hardcore Trump supporters they would fully admit that they don't like researching, that they just kind of, it's an echo chamber. And I know that can obviously happen also on the left, where it's just like an echo chamber and everyone's just expressing the same sentiments and beliefs. And, and that's all you kind of stick to. And God damn it, Facebook is one of the worst uh, places for it's, all of this. Yeah, and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, social media in general is just like really, really terrible for like the generation of my parents, you know, um, with misinformation and the kind of stuff that I would catch family members sharing. Me dio pena, me dio tanta pena, because I'm like, oh my gosh, this mm -hmm. is so wrong. This is so false. It's, which is like, you know, an, another thing that um, I, I, I wanted to mention is I've, there's, there's been a lot of QAnon conversations, mm. but what people don't know, and this is again, ignoring the Latino vote and ignoring Latinos in general, QAnon has a huge Spanish yep. community. They've translated all their stuff into Spanish. But since it's in Spanish, it's kind of unregulated and no one is following and 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 people aren't people aren't um it, it, you know at least in English like a lot of these uh Twitter este accounts are being closed down, etc. But I've seen it in Spanish and and there's articles on Vice about how QAnon in Spanish is enormous and it's kind of like a wild west because no one cares. And no one is doing anything about it. So in my opinion, the Latino, the like right wing Latinos in the States reading all this stuff, like they're becoming more and more and more and more misinformed yeah. and no one's doing anything no. about it. There was articles all over the place leading up to the election that specifically Latinos in Florida were being targeted by QAnon and a lot of conspiracy theorist websites and, and videos uh, and I saw it. I saw it within my own community and, and family members, people that I went to high school with that still live in Miami. There is something that we haven't talked about, though, is something else that uh, is often overlooked in politics when it comes to Latinos in the U.S. is race. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. another one. Because they think Latino is a race yeah, one. No. Nope. They're like, oh, oh, what race are you, Latino? It's like that is... That is not a race. It's not a race. It's not a race, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, there's there's Asian Latinos, there's Black Latinos, there's 
white Latinos, there's mixed mestizo Latinos, there's everything. There's everything. There's Native American, Latino, there's everything. Yeah, and especially even when the... But what do you, how do you think race affects, like, what, Ooh. what is it that you think is the most misunderstood? I mean, I think a lot of it also comes down to privilege as well, right? There's, there's a huge difference still in how white Cuban Americans are treated compared to their Afro-Cuban mm-hmm you know, brothers and sisters, white Cubans are mm-hmm. always going to have more privilege than a black Cuban simply because of the color of their skin. And that's just fact, mm-hmm. right? So I think like Afro-Latinos have a completely different view of the of the world and, and politics simply because of their race, right? It's because they've lived a completely different experience. It's, it's wild how there's all these different aspects uh, that display how different we are, and yet we're still considered mm-hmm. just one. Because I am also very frustrated by people claiming people are and aren't Latina or Latino when that's what they identify as, and why can't we celebrate? Why can't we just celebrate without... I just don't get it. It's just... It's like... And we even talked about it with our Mexican... Amer- are you American, Jordi? Or are you just Mexican? <laughs> okay, we talked about it with our Mexican-American producer, Jordi, which is like... Even within the Mexican American community, it's you. It's completely different. You have the Tejanos that have been there their whole life. They've. It's literally. They were there when it was Mexico, and they've just stayed there, and now they're Texan. Yep. And then you have the you know second generation or first generation Mexican Americans that came here and documented. Then you have. Then you have the wealthy Mexicans that just landed and went to college and then got an OPT and then like stayed. Like you know within that community is there's just so much diversity. You can't even speak to the Mexican-American community as a as a monolith. You can't. And that's just one Isn't part. that interesting? Because <laughs> to them, mm-hmm. we're all Mexican, right? But then even within then, the Mexican <laughs> community, they're so different as well. And no one gives a damn, it seems. They just want to throw... It's like, it, to me, it's laziness. To me, it's laziness... And that they don't really care enough. Well, you're going to have to start caring, my friends. (laughs) No, Jenny, what you're saying is so right. I think that they didn't need to care that much until now where, you know, we are 20% of the population. (laughs) More and more of us are becoming American citizens. It's going to become more of an issue. And unless we have more politicians like us or like you know, my other Latin friends with uh, from other uh, backgrounds, from different points of view, like, they're going to need to start seeing what the fuck we actually are. Oh, my God. I, you know what's very funny? My white boss just asked me, are piñatas specifically Mexican or do they use piñatas in other countries in South America? <laughs> we just talked about this in another episode. <laughs> That's an example. I mean, at least he's asking. Again, you know, good intentions. Good for him. He good should run for office. <laughs> He's asking the right people. He's doing his research. Kudos. He's doing his Kudos. thing. He's doing his thing. Uh, well, Jenny, um, nos veremos pronto. Hablaremos sí. pronto. Hasta ese entonces. Que Dios te bendiga. <laughs> Igualmente. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. 
plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.